Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. In. It's another March to Match Day here at 92.9 The Game as we prepare for Atlanta United heading up I-85 to face Charlotte FC. My name is Jason Longshore. I hope you're enjoying all the great soccer content on 92.9 The Game and off the woodwork. I'll be back with Atlanta soccer tonight on Monday night to put a wrap on everything from Charlotte and start the look ahead and bounce around MLS as we always do on Monday nights. Stoppage time, Wednesdays. That's our midweek conversation with you guys, Mike Conti and I, on Facebook and on Twitch at 2 p.m. And you can always listen and watch later. And then March to Match Day every Friday to get you ready for the upcoming match where you will hear from the protagonists involved. Today, you're going to hear from Gonzalo Pineda. You're going to hear from Christian Latanzio, manager of Charlotte FC. You're going to hear from a lot of the fullbacks involved in this one, just the way it worked out this week. Nathan Byrne of Charlotte, Brooks Lennon, Andrew Gutman of Atlanta. You're also going to hear from Amar Sadich, who becomes potentially a very interesting figure in this match. We'll get there in a minute. But the news of the day yesterday, there were two big pieces. We'll start with the newcomer, kind of. He's somebody that if you've been watching in preseason, you know Luke Brennan. Luke Brennan will now be a professional soccer player for the first time in his career with Atlanta United 2 and MLS Next Pro. Next year, 2024, he will be a Major League Soccer homegrown player. Had a great preseason with the first team. Had a great second half of the year last year in USL Championship with Atlanta United 2. Here's Gonzalo Pineda almost right after the announcement became public with his thoughts on what's next for Luke Brennan. Well, well, we will see how good he can be. I think that's determined by him and his work and his work rate and his professionalism in the future. But what we see on him is a, is a kid with a lot of potential. Uh, the first thing you look at, at him is his physicality to, to, to run behind many, many times and 
high intensity. He's going to be an explosive player, a winger with a lot of HID, VHID in the final third. He also goes box to box, uh, and he may have some quality in the final third to produce goals and assists. So we see that potential, but ultimately uh, it depends on their development. It depends on how good we are at coaching him and, and how good he is at receiving that coaching and applying it his, in his game. So. Yeah, very happy, obviously, about deciding, but uh, we will see it's a work in progress and we'll see how that goes. The other piece of news yesterday from the Atlanta United Children's Healthcare of Atlanta training ground is an injury to Mateus Hosechu. It's expected to be extremely minor, a little bit of a precaution right now in terms of kind of where he is and what availability he might have for Saturday. It didn't sound good, to be honest. So, what now in the midfield? We've seen Josechu and Franco Ibarra paired up. Santiago Sosa is now back after suspension. Does he just come straight in and replace Josechu? Is it that simple because they're not really the same player? Ibarra has played deeper. Do you want to mess with his positioning, move him further up? Does Sosa move further up? Is it somebody else who comes in to solve the issue? After the conversation kind of revolved around Sosa and Ibarra, Here's Gonzalo Pineda talking about Amar Sadich and another potential addition into this midfield and what it could look like. He has a lot of different choices, and Gonzalo is very happy about that. Yes, yes, I think Amar is also good. I think he's a, a guy that you know what you're going to get from Amar, and he's a solid uh, number eight, number six, two in different role. Um, that knows the league, knows how to play away. So, so yes, he's he's good. The same again. I have a Jani. is a very good number eight. I think he he's one that can uh, be be goal dangerous, attack more in the premises zones, have that physicality to go box to box and be intense also to regain the balls in those moments. So he's one that is is getting closer to to have an opportunity. But Amari has more experience, very solid in the possession. He gives us a lot of possession. He's the, one of the best at seeing the longer passes. Also behind to Brooks, to Caleb, to, to Derek, to Yakumakis, to Middlebury. So, so he's one that can play those roles in behind. So yeah, it's a game of decision. But yeah, all of, all of those options are good for me. Just talked about Amar Sadich. Let's hear from Amar. He's been a second-half substitute in each of the last two games. And that's a very unique role, and I think Sadich has been very impactful in that role. Here's a little bit about how he's seen the first couple games of the season go. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just got kind of back with the team a couple weeks ago, so like for me, I, I missed so much preseason that you know, I was just so hungry to get back after it. Um, so yeah, first game, kind of chasing back. I mean, uh, obviously you're never really sure if you're going to play or not, but uh, you just got to be prepared for your moment. And I knew kind of going into San Jose one nil down. I mean, we're at home, anything can happen. So for me, it's just the mindset of, okay, what can I do? Like what kind of uh, passes can I create to unbalance the team and can I create an opportunity? Um, so I think the San Jose game, yeah, a little bit more involved with the ball. And last game, a little bit less time. So just, you know, kind of doing the role that I could. Toronto sat very deep, so it was a little bit tough to kind of create something different. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, just kind of for, for any player that's coming off the bench, you have to have to kind of wait your moment and, and go in and try to make an impact and help your team, whether it's with energy. Um, a good tackle can be contagious, give somebody energy, a uh, good strike, a good pass, you know, and lifts the crowd, and you know, everybody kind of gets behind that. So, so the guys that are playing that 90 minutes and 
kind of need any type of mental energy to get from. So the guys coming in off the bench can uh, provide that. It's very beneficial. I've said really all season that I think Atlanta United has the best fullback group overall in Major League Soccer. And it starts at the top of the table with Brooks Lennon and Andrew Gutman. Both get forward extremely well. Both are strong in their 1v1 defending. They're going to be big factors in the match against Charlotte with room on the flanks, trying to pull Charlotte's back line apart and get them chasing shadows a bit. Lennon stretching the field wide, typically, although we've seen him come inside more this season so far. Andrew Gutman, we know he likes to come inside those underlapping runs. We've also seen him out wide a little bit more this season. Let's start with Brooks Lennon and just Brooks's take on how the team has defended so far in 2023. Very good. I thought uh, the first two games has been very good defensively from us. I think the two two goals we have conceded have been you know good good plays from the opposing teams. Um, but if you look at the chances they're creating, it's not much. Um, I think our back line has, has done very very well. I think we're communicating really well. We understand each other um, and we have a good bond. So. And it's great to have Miles back, Brad. These guys come in and, uh, you know, they're, they're leaders for the team. So um, we're, we're really happy to have them back. Now let's move it over to the left side and Andrew Gutman. Andrew was asked about what the team has been working on in terms of improvements between game two, the draw with Toronto, and game three this weekend in Charlotte. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, being more clinical in the, in the final third, um, playing more direct, you know, when we get the ball and, you know, because we play out very well. So when we get it into midfield, then runs in behind, you know, stretching the back line, um, you know, isolating Luis, Caleb, Thiago, you know, whoever's up top um, and just scoring more goals. You know, I think I think we might have created the most chances in the league or if not, we're one of, we're one of the top. Um, so now it's just executing those chances. But, you know, overall this year, I've liked how we started. Um, and we just got to continue to improve from, from where we are. Let's switch the point of attack back over to the right and Brooks Lennon. Brooks was asked about you know, what to expect this weekend with Charlotte and also just the importance of you know, getting out and maybe changing the road form that was a struggle last year. The Five Stripes, not a strong team on the road in 2022. How can they change that in 2023? Here's Brooks. Very important. I, th I thought we dropped two points this past weekend. Um, you know, I thought that was a game that we should have gotten three points. So, you know, our focus is to, to go to Charlotte and uh, pick up all three points. How much successful road is just about confidence? Yeah, it's confidence. I, I think we need to start mentally preparing uh, for these away games, knowing that, um, you know, we don't need to sit back and, and wait for the opponent to come to us. We can, you know, we can take the game to them, especially... Uh, you know, on the road and, um, you know, put them under a little bit of pressure, which I thought we were hesitant to do last year. And I think this year we're, we're going to be way more on the front foot. We had a chance to see the entire training session on Tuesday. And one of the things that really stuck with me was Gonzalo Pineda consistently stressing movement off the ball and rewarding said movement off the ball when it happened. I asked him, you know, to kind of judge where the team is in that regard so far from the first two matches. Uh, I've seen the, the improvement, especially from the first game to the second game, but still, again, we're critical with ourselves. It's still not good enough. We, 
we know that we have to improve. Uh, and after that, it's, it's a little bit about also the timing of those runs. It's just making the run, right timing, right angle, uh, and then the execution, the final pass, which I think last last game, our decision making in the final there. Once we got there in those dangerous areas, we were not precise enough. So again, it's a work in progress, and, and, and we are working on that. And, and I, I expect the improvement for, for this game. Let's move over to the opponent's side of things on March to match day as we prepare for Saturday afternoon. Charlotte has not picked up any points yet in 2023. One loss at home, one loss on the road. And that loss on the road last week was a very odd one in St. Louis. A very difficult assignment, first off, because it was the home opener, the first ever for St. Louis City SC. But it was an awkward one where an own goal, a penalty, a pass back that was intercepted and, and St. Louis scores. That was the difference. And there were some reports of frustration, anger, all of those things in the locker room. Here is Charlotte fullback Nathan Byrne kind of speaking to that conversation and those reports. Yeah, I mean, no one's happy um, losing a match. And um, I feel like if you are, then there's a problem already. So, we were very angry um, with some of the decisions uh, we got given, and also we were angry with the way that um, we didn't we we didn't take our chances um, like we should have, and the goals we know already there uh, we made mistakes. So um, I think all of it in general we're frustrated with because we we're we're happy with how we're going in terms of um, performances. We just need to turn those into wins. One of the surprises from Charlotte in St. Louis on Saturday was the lineup selection. Brant Bronico, who we've typically seen in the holding midfield for Charlotte and prior to that, his time in Chicago, he started at left back in this match. I believe it was the first time he started at left back in his professional career. Christian Latanzio, the Charlotte FC manager, was asked about what Bronico brings to that position and was it an experiment or is it something that we could continue to see? Um, no, he has many qualities, Brandt, that uh, I like and that can be very useful in, the, in our model of the game. He's, uh, he's technically competent to play that position. He is a hard-working guy. He has uh, great stamina and uh, he understands what we are trying to do. So. Um, I don't think it's a one-week experiment. It's uh, something that we are think, thinking carefully. And uh, ultimately, obviously, the responsibility is mine. But I think that uh, Brandt has got the skill set to play in that position. The conversation with Christian Latanzio of Charlotte FC continues. And questions came from the media in Charlotte about the impact that he is having on this team and what impact he expects training to have this week getting into week three of the season. What can improve? What are the, the focus areas to work on? And also just how close they are to achieving his goals and, and his vision for the identity of this club. But we made a few tactical changes to our um, that we worked on because uh, we planned certain things that were not well executed 
we didn't execute well against uh, St. Louis, but they were there for us to, to be executed. So the emphasis was to change a couple of uh, tactical positioning and to make the boys understand how everything is coming together because just a minor adjustment in the way we want to play can open up uh, different avenues. So the, our emphasis has been from a tactical point of view to make those adjustments and then uh, we keep uh, working on the things we have been working so far, which is keeping intensity high in transitions and uh, try to press high and uh, all the things that uh, we know we can execute. I don't think we are very far and I think that we are playing football against everybody. Sometimes it's a, grow it's a, it's a process that takes a little bit of time to to get everything together, to make everything click together, because the way we want to play is not, uh, uh, I think it's a little bit more complex in the sense that we want to we want to have the ball all the time. When you have the ball, obviously, you are all also exposed to contra-attack, you're also exposed to transitions. And in order to be true and honest and congruent to the style and to the identity that we want to give to our football club. Unfortunately, uh, if one element of the game is not well executed, you might pay. Uh, you might pay for it. Unfortunately, we are paying very high prices for mistakes that we make. Because I think we went to St. Louis and also against New England, we played uh, face to face with them, and we didn't. We were not on the receiving end uh, from a game from from the playing point of view. Unfortunately, the results went against us and ultimately, I know I'm not uh, new in this game, I'm going to be judged on results, but I also believe that we need to be looking how the team is playing and trying to develop and create a uh, playing style that uh, represents our identity. It's a really interesting matchup on Saturday. Atlanta United and Charlotte FC from Bank of America Stadium. It's a really interesting kickoff time as well. Mike Conti and I will be on the air on 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey app, the Atlanta United app, at 11.30 a.m. Kickoff will be 12.25 p.m. You have a, a lot of different ways you can consume this match. You've got us on 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey app, the Atlanta United app. You've got Fox 5 with the game starting at 12 o'clock. You've got Apple TV, MLS Season Pass with Jake Zivin and with Taylor Twelman. That starts at 12 o'clock as well. You can listen to Charlotte's radio if you choose. Home radio is the option on Apple TV, MLS Season Pass. Familiar voices, people you will know, Jessica Charman and Will Pelagic, they will have you on the home radio option on Apple TV. You're going to have to sync us up old school if you want to do that. We're hearing good things about that changing for next year, but keep asking for it and hopefully it will be delivered. You can also listen in Spanish on La Mejor. This is just a, an interesting game this early in the season with a budding rivalry. I know Gonzalo Pineda kind of pushed back on, on the idea of rivalry between these two teams. It's something, and, and maybe we need a new term because it, it's not just your average game. This doesn't feel like the opener against San Jose, for example, two teams that have played a handful of times in their history, but probably won't play on a consistent basis. Atlanta and Charlotte will play. Fans will travel back and forth. Uh, there's expected to be over a thousand Atlanta United fans in the building for this one. They will be heard. So 
if it's not a rivalry, I, I don't really know what to call it, but it is something more than just your average match. And to have one of these this early in the season, it can present some interesting elements to it. You know, Atlanta United has to manage the emotion uh, of the match and manage the emotion of going on the road for the first time. I think they get a little bit of a benefit here against a team that will play an open style and will want to play. They want the ball, Charlotte FC. Christian Latanzio said that this week. They want the ball. They want to play their game. They want to put their stamp on the game. So does Atlanta United. So I don't think they'll face the kind of opponent that they did in the first two weeks where San Jose got a goal. Toronto kind of came in and did this anyway, but when they got the goal, they did it for a little while while it was 1-0. Teams that sat back in Mercedes-Benz Stadium and condensed space, there's going to be more space to operate in here in general, but Charlotte's going to press high as opposed to dropping deep. That's something Atlanta United's back line is going to have to deal with for the first time this season on a regular basis. Charlotte will try to build out of the back. Atlanta United's front line will have an opportunity to press, I think, more consistently. They did really early against Toronto, and Toronto kind of skipped trying to build out of the back all that often. So it's going to be a fascinating game from a tactical perspective. Christian Latanzio from the City Football Group, where he was involved in development, so he's got a lot of that positional play ideal in him. His interpretation, I think we're still kind of getting to see what that will look like in the long term as he gets the pieces that he needs to implement it. Gonzalo Pineda, honestly, very similar in terms of how he sees the game, but he has his own interpretation of it and how he wants to see it implemented. That's the thing about styles in this game is you have different ways. It's I don't know. It, it's interesting when I have this conversation with sports folks, uh, if we want to talk basketball or talk football and you talk system or you talk style and it kind of is what it is. Like, you have, of course, different styles and you have different like base defenses and, and different offensive structures in, in American football. But you kind of have them as what they are. You don't see as many variations on them. I think we're starting to see a little bit more of that. But in this game, you have different interpretations from all over the world of similar ways to play. So there's more wrinkles to it and there's more differences. How Gonzalo Pineda interprets positional play is different than how Christian Latanzio interprets positional play, which is different than how a Pep Guardiola would interpret it, which is different than how a Marcelo Bielsa would interpret it. So it, it's fascinating and we can dig into that all day long. The elements you're looking for from Atlanta United, in my opinion, in this one are you've got to deal with Charlotte's pressure. You've got to build out of the back cleanly. You've got to get into the attacking half in an organized way. That's something that Gonzalo Pineda has stressed all season long. If you build up clean, you're going to get into the attacking half faster. You're also going to be structured to deal with any potential turnovers and counterattacks. Atlanta United has to do that against a team that I think will press more than the opponents in the first two games. So that's number one. Two, got to stretch Charlotte. Have to stretch them wide. We mentioned Bronico playing left back, Nathan Byrne on the right side. You want to make them have to defend sometimes two players. And Atlanta United does a great job of that, whether it's the fullback getting forward and joining the winger, whether it's Tiago Almada drifting over to that side, and kind of the unpredictable nature of where people can pop up, the interchangeability. And it's a word I checked. I wasn't 100% sure of that when I started using it. It is a word. 
the interchangeability of Atlanta United, that's positional play. It's not that you stay in your position. It's that the positions are accounted for and you can switch. And that's what's fascinating when Atlanta really gets going is Brooks Linden could pop up inside or outside. Andrew Gutman could pop up as a central midfielder or a forward or a fullback or a winger. When you get that interchange, it's very difficult to defend. And this is a Charlotte backline that has not played together very much in general. Bronico as a new left back, two center backs in Tuiloma and Melanda. Nathan Byrne on the right side came in late last season. Pablo Cisniega is in goal. Christian Kalina is out injured. It, it, it's a work in progress. And I think the midfield in front of it's a work in progress. Ashley Westwood, but who will be paired with him as that holding midfielder? Or will he sit by himself and have two more attack-minded midfielders in front of him? Lots of questions for Charlotte. And when there's questions about what the I think they're going to do. And these are not questions that we have trying to figure it out. It's, I think, Christian Latanzio trying to figure it out as, as he's still early in the season and trying to get the pieces to fit right. You can throw them off by playing high intensity, high pressure, a lot of movement, lots and lots of movement, lots of interchange. That's going to create problems for Charlotte defensively. Number one, you got to create more chances and better chances. I think Atlanta's done a good job of creating chances. You have to continue that. That is the hallmark of the way Atlanta wants to play. You want to put teams under pressure by creating chances, kind of burying them under a wave of attack. And you've got to score first. And that's been the missing element so far in 2023 for Atlanta United. That first goal, it just changes the game. We talked about game state after the San Jose game on Atlanta soccer tonight. When you score first, the game becomes different. When you concede first, the game becomes different than you planned. When you score in the first 15 minutes versus the last 15 minutes, things change. Atlanta needs to score first. This is not a team that can't come from behind, obviously. We've seen them do it twice now. But you don't want that stress. You want to get the first goal and be able to hold on to a lead, especially, 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 especially on the road. It just makes your life so much easier to deal with. We'll see if Atlanta can do that at Bank of America Stadium. We'll see if Yorgos Yakamakis gets the start for the first time. Fitness, he can go 45 to 60, according to Gonzalo Pineda. That's kind of where he's thinking uh, Yakamakis and Etienne are. But the question is, do you want them to start, go as long as they can, maybe up to that 60-minute mark, maybe slightly past it? Or do you want them to come in at that 45 at halftime or at that 60-minute mark and be sharper and fresher to finish the match? Will they both be on the same plan? We don't know yet. We're going to find out tomorrow. 11.35 stripes countdown, 12.25 kickoff. We will have a full-time report. It'll be a little abbreviated as you know, Mike and I will have a plane to catch to get back to Atlanta where we can watch the rest of the MLS action in week three. Thanks for hanging out with me on March to Match Day. Be back next Friday to get you ready for the Portland Timbers and MLS Cup 2018 rematch. We'll see you then. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.